Good morning. As you'll see, Varia is not with us this morning. Uh, she's not well. I'm told it's nothing serious, uh, but I'm sure she'll be at home watching this on the live broadcast. And um, I think Beauty and I are waiting with trepidation for the report card that comes afterwards. We also have no order of service. The lady that does the order of service is not well. so. Let's hope it's not a trend. But uh, So you'll just need this morning to have your wits about you, listen to what's being told, read the hymn boards and so forth, and questions will be asked at the end of the service. The intimations, uh, I'm basically cribbing off last week's plus uh, a couple of others. Um, the signing in procedure, there has been for some time at each of the main entrance doors, uh, a, board, a board with names, uh, a sheet for signing in. This is a sort of safety procedure if you're in the halls out with a, a scheduled meeting. Uh, if you're in doing anything, please sign in with a date and a time and also sign out. And we ask that you sign out on the same sheet so that we know that you're in and out. It's just in case anything serious happens and we need to know who is in the building. The Learning Together programme that's running at the Outreach Centre recommences again this week. Uh, there will be the, the digital skills on the Tuesday and the, the cooking and the knitting and the sewing on the Wednesday. The digital, digital skills runs from 10 to 12, as does the, the cooking and the knitting and such like that. The men's breakfast is on Saturday the 4th of February at 9.30. Uh, if you want to go to that, um, just turn up basically. I think you would welcome anybody that comes. And also from the men's breakfast, notification of a ladies' afternoon tea on Saturday the 8th of March from 2 to 4. And tickets will be on sale from the, the men's breakfast team shortly. The warm spaces are open in the downstairs hall every Thursday afternoon from one o'clock where you can come along and uh, sit in a warm room and get a hot drink and some chat from the people who are running it. I think that's all the intimations. Uh, the first hymn is hymn 197, As We Are Gathered. So it's hymn 197, As We Are Gathered. Jesus. 
morning, everyone. We have indeed gathered here this morning to worship and praise our Lord. And our call to worship this morning is, when we walk with the Lord in the light of his word, what a glory he sheds on our way. While we do his good will, he abides with us still and with all who will trust and obey. Father, we declare that we love you. Thank you that you have made the way of love known through your Son, Jesus Christ. We pray that you would reveal this great love to us all today as we gather to worship. Lead us by your Spirit to praise you. Amen. Let's just take a moment of peace and be still, just as we have come into the Lord's presence. We'll now sing hymn number 189, Be Still for the Presence of the Lord.
prayers this morning, including the Lord's Prayer, will be led for us by Mary White. Let us pray. Dear Lord, we give thanks for this day and the beauty that the changing seasons bring as winter fades and spring comes. We confess that we have not always shared our world with others. Our greed and self-interest have changed the balance of nature and brought us almost to the brink of disaster. Gracious Lord, help us before it's too late. Be our guide today in every thought and deed and action we take. Today we remember all those who are joining together to listen to your word, either here in this church or other churches, or in their own homes. We ask that you bless all those who live in fear of persecution as they read your word and follow your teaching. Help us to keep our thinking straight and our bodies fit and healthy. We remember today all those who have to work on this your day, whether in farms or factories and marketplace, tending the sick or providing essential services that we might stay safe. Guide us to put your thoughts, our thoughts and wishes before our own interests. Rid our hearts of all our anxieties and fear and give us peace to do your will and listen to your word. Amen. Now the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, Thank you, Mary. Our scripture readings this morning from Psalm 23 and John chapter 10 will be read for us by Margaret McIntyre. Good morning. A wheel Kent Psalm to start us off. The Lord is my shepherd, I lack for nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me to water where I may rest. He revives my spirit. For his name's sake, he guides me in the right paths. Even were I to walk through a valley of deepest darkness, I should fear no harm, for you are with me. Your shepherd's staff and crook afford me comfort. You spread a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You have richly anointed my head with oil, and my cup brims over. Goodness and love unfailing will follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord throughout the years to come. We turn now to the Gospel, to John's Gospel, 
and we're reading from John chapter 10 at verse 22 to verse 30. It was winter and the festival of the dedication was being held in Jerusalem. As Jesus was walking in the temple precincts in Solomon's portico, the Jews gathered round him and asked, How long are you going to keep us in suspense? Tell us plainly, are you the Messiah? I have told you, said Jesus, and you do not believe. My deeds done in my Father's name are my credentials. But because you are not sheep of my flock, you do not believe. My own sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. No one will snatch them from my care. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all and no one can snatch them out of the Father's care. The Father and I are one. May God bless to us these readings from his holy word. Thank you, Margaret. Our next hymn comes from the, the Blues and George's Praise Book, number 98. Uh, I'm told it's a new one to us, and more importantly, I'm also told it's new to the choir. So I won't tell you what was said in the choir house earlier on. So we are going to sing it through twice. So it's uh, St. George's Praise, 98, and we're singing it twice. Thank you. sure some of you did know that because the singing was pretty good so <laughs> well done um, but sorry for any confusion you see I just assume that everything that's in the blue book 
that the people from former Stowbury would know them, but uh, obviously not. As Margaret said this morning when she got up to read Psalm 23, a well-kent psalm. But sometimes when they're like that, that they're so well-known, we actually miss out what these words are really saying to us. I mean, what picture do you have when you think of, of the, the Psalm 23? What's the thought that comes into your mind right away? I know for me that normally when I used to think of Psalm 23, I would immediately think of funerals because it's so well known that even people that don't go to church quite often, they tend to choose that, to sing that psalm. But my view changed when I found myself going through a very difficult and challenging time. And now I see it as an amazing psalm of promises of God. Let's just think again for a moment. What's the role of a shepherd? His respo he's responsible for the safety and welfare of the flock. He will graze the animals, herding them into an area of good forage, keeping a watchful eye out for poisonous plants. A shepherd is caring, loving guide to the sheep. And we're so, we see at the very beginning that the psalmist is saying that the Lord is his shepherd, which means the Lord is responsible for his safety. He will make sure that he is well fed and protected from things that will harm him. But this promise is not just for the psalmist, because in the word of God, it refers to us as the sheep of his pasture. So, like the psalmist, we can say, the Lord is my shepherd. But of course, there's a condition that goes with that. As we see reading from the Gospel of John, the Jews keep asking Jesus to confirm whether he's the Messiah or not. And Jesus' reply to them is, I did tell you, but you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name testify about me. But you do not believe because you are not my sheep. My sheep listen to my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. So not just anybody can say that the Lord is my shepherd and expect all the promises that go with that. We have to believe that Jesus is the Son of God and accept him as our Lord and Saviour. But when we do, look at the amazing promises that we can expect to receive when we trust in him. Not only can we have the reassurance that our safety is in his hands, but that he will care for us as well. He lovingly leads and guides us along the right paths. And this is where we need to learn to trust the Lord. You see, the sheep, 
They didn't need to know where they were going. They only needed to know where the shepherd was and they followed him. And if we want to be sure we're on the right path in life, then we only need to follow Jesus. Imagine for a moment that you're walking, say, in a country path late at night. It's pitch black. There's heavy clouds, so you can't see the moon. There's no light from the moon coming through at all. What's the likelihood of you stumbling over something? There might be potholes. There might be animals in front of you. Something dangerous in the path. But that's what life can be like for each one of us. The, the word of God again says, He is a lamp unto our feet. He leads us in ways of righteousness. God's guidance of David the author in Psalm 23 not only guides and comforts, but he leads him in ways of righteousness. And that's not an easy path for any of us to walk on. In fact, I would go as far as to say, to try and do that on our own is impossible. But when we walk in obedience to God's word with the help of the Holy Spirit, obstructions are removed and the path becomes smooth and clear. He makes us lie down in green pastures. Don't you think there's something really comforting and soothing as you look at fields, green fields, away from the hustle and the bustle of everything that's going around? Wouldn't it be nice if life was like that all the time? No hassles, nothing to uh, upset us. There are many things that cause us to be anxious when we find ourselves going through a hard time. And we all face hard times at, at times, don't we? But the Lord knows how much we can cope with. He knows everything about us. He knows when we're struggling. He knows when we're in pain, when we're hurt, when we're broken. But he loves us so much. In fact, he loves us with an everlasting love. And he promises to never leave us or forsake us. The question is though, do we really believe that? Do we really believe that? That he wants the best for us? I think the Lord would say to us today, come lie down in my arms of love. Let me lead you in green pastures. Let me fill you with peace that passes all understanding. The challenge again is, when we go through those hard times, do we turn to God or do we turn away? The next verse says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. And as I said earlier and I've shared before, when I found myself having to cope with the sudden death of my husband, this is when I saw this psalm in a completely different light. You see, I thought that walking through the valley of the shadow of death 
was referring only to when you were dying. But as I found myself walking through this dark valley, it was hard. In those days, it was like walking just, you just couldn't see anything round about you. Everything was crowding in. It was hanging over me. And I know that others understand that, but it's not just if you've lost someone through death. People today more and more are suffering from depression. People today are more and more anxious about what's going on in life. And that to them can feel as though they're walking through a dark, dark valley. Will there ever be any way out of this darkness? I have to say that gradually, as I allowed the, the Lord and understanding what he was saying to me, I gradually came out of that dark valley and I could see the mountain top again. I hadn't reached there, but I knew that I could get there because the Lord was walking with me. One special verse that was for me that God gave me at this time was, and it was in Isaiah 41 and verse 13. And it says, I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear for I will help you. Notice it's not just a promise that he will walk beside you. No, this verse says he will take hold of your right hand and he will walk with you, holding on to your hand. I like the way the Message Bible puts another verse in Psalm 23, and it says, Even when the way goes through Death Valley, I am not afraid when you walk at my side. Your trusty shepherd's crook makes me feel secure, but we have to let him and trust him with whatever it is that we are facing. And as we begin to hand over on a daily basis the things, the Lord, the things that you find hard, I personally realised, as I said, I was gradually coming out of this dark valley and I could see the mountain top again. I think the poem Footsteps in the Sand says it all and I'm sure at some point all of you will have read this. But I'm just going to read it out again. And as I read it out, just maybe even close your eyes and just listen to what the words are saying. One night I had a dream. As I was walking along the beach with my Lord, across the dark sky flashed scenes from my life. For each scene, scene I noticed two sets of footprints in the sand one belonging to me and one to my Lord. After the last scene of my life flashed before me, I looked back at the footprints in the sand and I noticed that at many times along the path of my life, especially at the very lowest and saddest times, 
there was only one set of footprints. This really troubled me, so I asked the Lord about it. Lord, you said once I decided to follow you, you'd walk with me all the way. But I noticed that during the saddest and most troublesome times of my life, there was only one set of footprints. I don't understand why, when I needed you the most, you would leave me. He whispered, my precious child, I love you and will never leave you. Never ever during your trials and testings, when you saw only one set of footprints, it was then that I carried you. In verse 5 of this psalm, David says to the Lord, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. This was portraying his closeness and relationship to God as an honoured dinner guest over a generous and capable host. The Lord attends to David's every needs, showering him with a personal care, abundant goodness, protection from his enemies and eternal blessings. David had many adversaries, but in the presence of the Lord, seating at his table, they posed no threat because David had guest rights with the Lord. Even in the most challenging circumstances, in the presence of our enemies, David lacks nothing because God is with him, supplying his every need and looking out for his welfare. In the ancient East, if you were a guest at someone's house for a meal, the host was obligated to safeguard his visitors at, from all costs from any enemies. When we're invited to somebody's house for dinner, we don't go and open the fridge, their fridge, and help ourselves. No, we wait and we let the host depend and give us the dinner that he's prepared. We wait to be offered a drink. So therefore this statement, you prepare a table before me, highlights David's dependence on God. And God offers the same protection to each one of us here. That we can, when enemies are round about, we can depend on him because he's the host and he's responsible for each one of us. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. This anointing speaks of God's blessing and according to the, the scholar Matthew Henry in his complete commentary, God's anointing in this verse refers to him as blessing you for your entire life with the Holy Spirit so much that your cup of salvation overflows. His anointing isn't just to meet your needs, but it's also to give you an ornament of delight. In other words, when we have come through that dark valley, we reach the Lord's table and his anointing with the Holy Spirit. 
And that last verse, surely goodness and your love will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Is David saying here that he will sail through life with no problems? Of course not. He's not saying that at all. But what he is saying is that no matter what he faces, God will be with him and God will look after him. So in conclusion, we can say that this psalm is full of the promises of a loving God. A loving God who is responsible for our welfare and our safety. A loving God who guides us and keeps us on the right path. A loving God who, when we are struggling, gives us peace. A loving God who reassures us that we do not need to fear no matter what situation we are in. He will never leave us and will carry us when we are too weak. A loving God who protects us from all our enemies. A loving God who promises that we will live in his presence with him forever. So today, if we put our trust in God, then we can say with the psalmist, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord. Amen. Our next hymn is again from the St. George's Praise Book. It's number 89, Father, I Place Into Your Hands. Number 89 in the, the Blue Book.
The choir will now sing the anthem during which the offering will be brought forward, and after that, our prayer of dedication and prayers for others will be led by Margaret McIntyre.
sorry, I should probably have been up here a bit earlier, but I was so enjoying that from the choir that I couldn't move. Let's dedicate our offering. Take these gifts, our loving Father. Use them in some lovely way for the happiness and comfort of the whole wide world today. Amen. Let us now pray, pray for others. Lord, we bring to you our prayers for other people, known to us or known only to you. We ask you to be with all emergency workers as they strive to look after us in what we know are very difficult times. We pray for our politicians locally, nationally and internationally. <coughs> Guide them to make wise decisions to care for your people and your world. We ask your blessing on the sick and those facing a difficult time health-wise. People known to us and people in lands where health care is almost non-existent. Comfort people in war-torn lands as they live in constant fear. May they experience your peace. Help people in famine-struck areas as they struggle to feed themselves and their families. Bless all charity workers who are helping these people. Be with people who are feeling lost or lonely, people who are walking through that dark shadow. We pray that they know that you are with them and that you care. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Margaret. Our next hymn is from CH4. It is hymn number 160, Praise My Soul, the King of Heaven.
boys and girls, what have you got there? I thought you always get your ice cream at the end. No. Is there any left? Will I be able to get any? Oh, thank you. That's good. Because I love ice cream. Do you know that when I was your age, every single lunchtime, I had ice cream. Is that for me? <gasps> Sorry, Barry. <laughs> if you're watching this, look what I've got. <laughs> I'll put it up here just, just now. No, it's not. No, sorry, Hamish, it's for me, isn't it? Tell me, what else were you doing in Sunday school today? Tell finding me. treasure. You were finding treasure? What did you find? Notes. You were making notes. Did you not? Oh, you were writing notes. Did you not find any diamonds? No. no. Oh, what else would you find in treasure? Precious stones? Did you find any precious stones? No. Nothing like that at all. Did you find any old boots? No. Well, Irene gave me this box. Would somebody like to come and maybe read out some of the treasures that you found? Would you? Oh, wonderful. Take whatever one you want and shout it out what treasure you were finding. Peace. Peace. There you go. Peace. That's what they found. Anybody else want to come out and pick one? Come on then. What one do you want to pick? This looks like a special. Oh, a great big long one. Can you read that one? No, I'm not surprised. Thoughtfulness. Wow, thoughtfulness, thank you. How about another one? Anybody else want to read another one? No? Will I read one? Okay. Compassion. I found compassion. Where were you finding all these? Eh? Was it just things that... They were hidden. They were hidden, were they? Wow, there's a whole pile in here. I'm not going to read them all out, but... Jesus, they found Jesus as well. And caring for others. Well, that was a good one, wasn't it? Caring for other one, others. Honesty. These are all really good, aren't they? Lots and lots. Oh, here's one here that I'm not very good at. Patience. <laughs> Patience. So, did you have good fun today? Yes. And next time it's Ice Cream Sunday, you're going to bring friends with you? Because I'm sure that they would have fun as well. Okay. Well, we're going to sing our last hymn today, okay? And Hamish is going to announce it, because I've forgotten the number. <laughs> of Miss K.A. Wilson was inside it, so if Miss Wilson happens to be in the church, could you see me afterwards? So our final hymn today is hymn from CH4, it is number 154, How Great Thou Art.
May God's blessings surround you each day as you trust him and walk in his way. May his presence within guard and keep you from sin. Go in peace, go in joy, go in love. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all this day and forevermore. Amen.